Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Freedom Podcast. I'm Kent Maddox here with Beverly Maddox. Bev, I'm enjoying doing this podcast with you. I know. We really seem to have hit a good stride in it. And I'm telling you, the words you preached about intentionality, I don't preach might be too strong a word. It was such a conviction because I think that's we're really purposely trying to live our lives with intentionality. For those of you who know us, you know that we've been intentional, but we have just run, and I mean run as hard as we could toward whatever we believe that God was showing us to do. So we're trying to be a little more intentional with our time, our energy, and you just shared with us, you shared uh, with Bravel and Brian. Tell me how that works about the green zone and the yellow zone and the red zone. That's a leadership thing I've been looking at about, uh, you know, so much out there about time management, right? right? How to manage your time. But uh, Carrie Newhoff, actually, great podcast guy. Uh, uh, Full of great content. Yeah, you may not have heard of him. He's only got like, I think, I don't know, 5 million followers or something (laughs) like that. I'm sure you've heard of us, but Carrie Newhoff, who's he's like (laughs) 5 million followers. He does this amazing leadership uh, podcast, but he's talking about manager. He actually has written a book. He actually, you said we've run, run, run. He actually experienced burnout to the place that it really cost him, and he's written about it. And so he's learned to uh, manage his life better, and he talks about managing energy, not time. And so he splits his day up into three segments, a green zone, a yellow zone, and a red zone. The green zone is what he feels like when he is the best during that day, what time of day that is. And if I understand it correctly, that might be the wee hours of the morning for yeah, you. Yeah, depends you're, on what you're, how you're bra- geared. Ravel, I think, is kind of a slow starter in the morning. Brian, wide awake at midnight, ready to go. These so, are actually two guys that are in the room. Well, they Anybody knows Nobody can us, see them. Maybe they, maybe they think about Brian, talking to their angels. Like Brian over there, my they, angel. Oh, and... they are my angels. You can <laughs> count on it. You can absolutely count on these guys are angels. There's no doubt about it. But we all have different. For me, it's the early part of the morning. Me too. And for you, you well, you have energy all of the time. You Not just... really. I get. I start waning like in. Uh, but this is a new development. The four, this yeah, is the new. four o'clock this hour. So they say that even the most productive people, three to five hours, is a maximum that you're going to have that kind of energy to really accomplish something you probably mean normal people yeah normally probably about three hours uh-huh. would be like, a, like to really get involved in a project so in they a say, workplace so they say to do the most important thing that day that you need to get done in that in amount that in green that green zone because yes, especially something that's going to have the most long-lasting effect of benefit for the company the corporation the ministry whatever you're working for and then your yellow zones when you're kind of in or out that's more of the time to have meetings or you know things that maybe aren't as doesn't take much brain power or creativity and then red zone is just when you know i'm kind of mushed during these hours and then you know some some people and i do i'll kind of do a green zone early in the morning then hit yellow and then i'll go toward red but then i'll pop back up for a couple hours you know in the afternoon or evening so uh you know you can manage your time that way so i thought it was really cool information So, can we call that the let's call that the passion zone because you kind of you know a little bit of green a little bit of red like you should be in the red zone so we're, we're just going to look at that like the passion zone maybe lay my day out in skittles i like it that works out <laughs> for me i love that well and it actually flows really well with what we're talking about today we're going to be talking about empowerment and i think that's a very empowering concept that you understand exactly what is your most productive time of the day and when you need to be taking a little bit of a break and Eating Skittles or drinking coffee may be the way that a lot of people move past their yellow zone into another green zone when they probably should be relaxing and winding down a little bit. That's what we had in mind when we um, um, did our transformation workbook, and this is uh, to lead us and guide us into transformation on four kingdom principles, which are identity, 
alignment, empowerment, and assignment. And so most of our pod Freedom Podcast is based around these uh, four principles for now. And the alignment, we talk a lot about time. We do. And, uh, you know, God has specific Very ways specific. of managing time with the Sabbath, uh, which the new moons each month and the uh, annual feast. And so you can align with heaven's timings, and I call it rhythms of grace, yes. that actually empowers your energy and time. So all that's in the workbook. You can grab it at Amazon. We'll be doing a uh, launch here in the next few weeks I'll be telling you about. We're going to launch this nationwide and uh, really believe in God to touch and breathe upon this so that we can see amazing uh Mounts of transformation. Well, and one of the things that I love the most about this transformation book, it is solid scripture. Every single thing about mine and Kent's life, we really adhere to the word of God. And it has been so pivotal in our maturation, our evolution, our growth as human beings. I don't know how I would have ever functioned. And so even though the content is arranged around identity and alignment and empowerment and assignment, it is the pure and literal word of God arranged in a very dynamic way so that you can follow this and you can apply this to your life in such a practical application with intentionality. So it's not a, a book that is written that it is taken anything away from the word of God. It is literally the word of God organized in a very systematic way to help you know who you are, to empower you, well, to align you, to empower you so that you know what your assignment is. Because we've been talking about this for decades. Mm -hmm. God has a purpose and a plan for our lives. And we have a purpose and a plan. And I love that scripture because God says, you go ahead, make plans. And he just laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> Sometimes I can hear it resonating in my spirit. He's like, yeah, that's not the direction I want you to go. So I want you to really understand as you're listening to us or watching this podcast, this is the word of God arranged specifically for you as an individual because it breaks down all of the gifts of God, the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the gifts from Jesus and learning who you are through your redemptive gifts was one of the most life-changing encounters and one of the most empowering experiences that I have ever had. So I encourage you, look at this book just as you would the Word of God as a transformational agent that literally will shift you into exactly where God wants you to be, walking out His plans and purposes with intentionality. Man, Belle, that's really good. Yes, thank you very much. But I'm very passionate about it because I don't think that every real, uh, everyone really understands what the point and the purpose of this is. This is a life's work. Yes, it and it's, it's our life's work. And and we and we also don't want you to misunderstand. It's not just something to study, like another right. something to study. Where our purpose in it is to ignite transformation. That's right. So it only takes four weeks to go through the entire workbook, and that in four easy weeks of going to sec, a session each week. Uh, but the purpose then is to ignite transformation. Not that transformation totally takes place in four that's weeks. Right. We know that's ludicrous. It, but it ignites it. And then, of course, yes, it's a lifelong journey. But it also ignites a passion in us to lead those in our sphere of influence yes. in the transformation. So the whole purpose is you can quickly grab a hold of these uh, life-changing principles that bring change. But then you can easily begin to communicate those to those around For you. And that's example, what it's built to do. on the way here today, we had our grandchildren take the redemptive gift assessment test and so now we know exactly what redemptive gifts that our grandchildren have and well of course we kind of had it figured out because we've been studying this for so long but now they know and they understand more of 
why they get along the way that they do, why they make the decisions that they do, how they respond to difficult situations, whether they have conflict resolution, areas that they need to continue to learn and to develop in. And it was really a radical impartation for them. So our grandchildren are 16, 20, and 22. And I think that that's the whole point. If you want to see really changed individuals and you want to see shifts in your family this is one of the best tools mm. that i've ever seen in my life and it's so easy to apply when you when you realize why you're created and how you're made inside by god and so you know i don't just act these ways because right. it's my personality it's like i'm gifted this way oh it's, it's mind-blowing you can actually even without purchasing the book you can actually go on right now and uh qr code or a link lifeoffreedom.site that's lifeoffreedom.site and you can, Bev's laughing because I normally spell it L-I-F-E-O-F-F-R-E-E-D-O-M dot site. That's L-I-F-E-O-F-F-R-E-E-D-O-M dot site. That's my radio. S-I-T-E. S-I-T-E. And so you can click there and you can take the assessment all free of charge. Yes. And it will email you back the generalization of the top three redemptive gifts that you have. And, man, there's links that you can begin to explore that. Find out the redemptive purpose, the curse, the blessing that's on that gift. So we encourage you to do that, and you can do that absolutely free of charge by going to lifeoffreedom.site. Uh, or if you're watching, there could be a QR code there uh, on that. I don't really know how QR codes work. It's like a puzzle to me. But anyway, I think it's amazing. It's pretty cool. It's, it's just one like of the a maze. bits of technician or technology, and we've had to call technicians in on a couple of occasions to express to us. Kent kept calling a what was it? You kept calling it a QR code. Everything except a <laughs> QR code. He literally could. And that was at Applebee's. <laughs> we had to call the technician to Applebee's. Could like, not, could you help us get this menu could pulled up? Not. Remember <laughs> QR, and I mean it's like I'm sitting over on the side going, "It's a QR code," and I've learned to stop shouting stuff out in the middle of the service because people watch all over. It's a little bit distracting, but I want to help him so badly. I need to help. You do, and I'm here to help. I'm here to serve. Make sure and get that assessment if you've not done that yet. Uh, yes. We're going to jump in for the next few moments. We're going to talk about empowerment, which is one of the principles here that we've been talking about on the Freedom Podcast. But we love getting started with uh, some of Bev's poetry. So, Bev, would you give us a quick run of it today? I still am just gobsmacked by that, that you want me to read this poetry. But I think it's really good, and I'm it's enjoying supernatural. it. It is supernatural. God gave you that. He definitely did. I've got another whole book with 210 more in there. So People have been asking about these. We're not ready to release those yet, but we'll, we will be getting them out uh, shortly. Well, it's only because the individuals who are helping us put all of this content together were slightly overwhelmed by the sheer volume of what we have asked them to do. So this is a little bit low on the totem pole. This is the most important thing you need to get a hold of because it really will ignite transformation so this is what you really need to get a hold of so this is the process and we're all in it so fasten your seatbelt this is the name of the poem process that's exactly right the process what are you telling me why can't i see first glance would change a heart and should why the hesitating never hid from the waiting always about the process why now this largesse every need more than met the hunger now is different. Change constant, not resistant. Transition welcome, relent. Pressure presses, it hurts. Time passes, 
the worst. But pain lingers in the atmosphere, not welcome, no fear. Where only peace is invited, will hurt cease. Wow, Bam. that is beautiful. Mic drop. I'm just saying. If you saying, could drop this mic, that I would have been the time to do it. I would drop this mic, and I'd probably hurt my foot. <laughs> so that's how that would happen because it's attached to something bigger than I am. You know, we've all been in a process, and I believe it's important not to miss this process that God ha has had us in. Not only you, not only me and Beverly, but the whole globe has been in a process through the pandemic. God, I believe, sovereignly, by His grace, used a pandemic to shift the culture of the globe and then this in and through this process many people are finding their next steps of really why they were created what they were purposed to do uh they call it the great reset but thank god for the process and i know we lost lives and it's been just absolutely traumatizing but in the midst of all of it there has been a reset and there has been a change and so thank god that it is a process if we see it as that uh td jake said it so powerfully he said you know during this pandemic people will lose businesses uh relationships will end lots of difficulties will come to people's lives but he said in the same process or in the same pandemic some will thrive and some will overcome and some will you know come out on the yes. other side better than they went in with it so i think it's understanding that it is a process and so i want us to understand especially in the prophetic uh world that we live in uh how god is shifting and changing us especially in the church and moving us really away from organized religion i know that sounds absolutely bizarre but god seems to be shifting away from organized religion to a people being empowered to live out the kingdom of God in their spheres of influence. And so we've dedicated a whole session of this to realizing what that is and what that looks like in this place called empowerment. Well, what I find so astounding is that way back when Constantine, I think in the fourth century, combined pagan worship and created the Gregorian calendar and the worship Ishtar was then incorporated in. We are still following that model. I mean, and literally the way that the whole of the church was set up was based on Catholicism and the way that that was all rolling. It totally took us out of meeting in people's homes and bringing everyone to the table, which was the model that Jesus really wanted us to follow. Invite people into your home, release your peace. They receive your peace. You've made a brother and you know you have an assignment. That's what we're calling it. But he said, you know, you have a friendship. Continue to fellowship. If you enter into someone's home and they don't receive your peace, take your peace back, shake the dust off your feet and move on to the next person. And so that completely shifted when we were all called to come into a building, which is never what Jesus designed for us. Well, the uh, of course, there were buildings. I mean, there was a oh, temple, there were synagogues, sure. but it was not the regular meeting. No, the regular meeting was, was in community. Yes. And so when we started Word Alive International Outreach, gosh, 2000, so 22 years ago, going on 23 years ago now, we knew in our hearts that God was doing something different even way back then. And we realized that God was shifting church even then. Yes. And that there was a great chasm 
there appeared between the pulpit and the pew. Yes. And that most of the church life we had experienced was one pastor or one leader doing the teaching and the preaching and a congregation of people listening and basically just coming each and every week to try to be encouraged just to keep living this life and, and to keep... it uh, was the only avenue if you felt that you had a call in your life yeah. to the fivefold ministry. And so to be in ministry yes. meant I had to not go with my gifting, you know, uh, whether I was good at media or music or uh, work or business, but that, you know, to be in the ministry meant someday I would wind up being a pulpit minister, right? right? So this was, this was the mentality of, of that. And so, so we started, you know, doing odds and ends to, to move away from that, even, you know, 25, 22, 23 years ago, knowing God was doing something different. But it's like crisis accelerates things. It's true. And so it's it like the pandemic accelerated uh, this concept because now we were forced out of church buildings. Yes. We were forced away from organized religion. Back to the table. And, we, and, and you back know, to back, to, back to the table. We've said here often when the cross actually turned the temple into a table. Yes. Jesus, when he was resurrected from the dead, think about it. He didn't come back to the synagogue. He didn't show back up at the temple. He didn't show back up in any Where religious he setting. He showed up at a meal. That's exactly he showed right. up and introduced himself to the disciples when they were eating once inside a room and a meal, another time at the Sea of Galilee, cooking fish on, on the beach, et cetera, et cetera. So we see that the cross was about taking organized religion and bringing it more to a practical community of spirituality and a reality that we're living in. So we're seeing people moved now uh, into that. Uh, some people are discouraged because, you know, crowds aren't coming back to church right. services. Don't be discouraged. The, it's not about coming to church. It's about where does the church go? And I, we're, we're all about gathering. We gather every week because we know there's people that need to be encouraged and strengthened, but that's not the church. That's just where we get encouraged and right. we, uh, yes, the church comes there's a corporate anointing. Exactly. But it's where the church goes. That's right. That's important. And so the revelation kind of started and we'll, I know we're, we could talk about this a long time, but it, we really got going uh, January 3rd, 2018, I guess I had one of the most prophetic dreams I'd ever had when God introduced me to a man named Ed Silvoso in a dream, and I wrote his name down phonetically, woke up and realized God had actually given me a dream. He was a real man uh, that had been used in transformation uh, in 192 cities, I think, at the time. Oh, it was profound. Yeah. And, and frankly, that we had never heard of him because all of our circles, all of the people that we've known throughout our entire life in ministry they all knew him and he knew everyone that we knew it was almost as if this part of the puzzle god had kept it hidden from us yeah. for just that moment we kept seeking we kept searching the word of god we had a concept we understood the distance between the pulpit and the pew but we didn't have the language for right. it and so when the lord gave you this supernatural dream and you found out he was a real person. Of course, what does he do? The first thing he does, he comes downstairs, he tells me, he says, I've had a dream about a man named Ed Silvoso, <laughs> and he had written his name out phonetically, and so he called our friend Chuck Pierce, and Chuck's going, oh, yeah, I know Ed. He knew everybody that we knew, and so literally three weeks later, later, I believe he was sitting right here on our property. That's right, and gave us the language he that we've did. known as Ecclesia. Yes. And so that's found in Matthew 16, where Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Interesting enough, Jesus only uses that word church twice. 
In the whole of Bible, Jesus only says the word, word church twice. Never told anybody how to build it. Never told anybody how to organize it. He just simply said, I will build it, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So the big shift for, for us when we realized through Ed's teaching that that word church is actually a Greek word, ecclesia. And the reason Jesus didn't have to explain it to that culture and his those that were becoming his disciples, they knew what ecclesia was. Ecclesia was a group of uh, people that had been sent from the Roman Empire to Palestine. They had been sent by the emperor to cause Palestine to become a place of Rome. And so a kingdom sent a group of people called from that kingdom to go into a territory and cause that territory to become like the kingdom that had sent them. This was the concept. And so in a very short period of time, all of Palestine became a Roman territory, right. right? Smelled like Rome, cooked like Rome, spoke like Rome, the culture came. And so that is what Jesus was saying. He was saying, you've seen an ecclesia. And by the way, apostles, which we use as a spiritual term, yes. were actually the captains of the ships that brought the supplies governmental term. to the ecclesia. So it yes. was a total authority, a power type word that Jesus was saying, you have seen an ecclesia in action, and what will happen now is I'm going to build an ecclesia because I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. So just like the kingdom of Rome brought this culture to this territory, you're going to have the ability to bring the culture of heaven to your sphere of influence. That's why in a very short period of time, two and a half, three years, it says the church, the ecclesia, turned the world yes. upside down. Can you think about that with us for a minute? They had no Bible. They had no church buildings, and in two and a half to three years, they had turned the world upside down. And it was only mentioned twice, as far as we can in tell. In the whole scripture, the word church. used that terminology, and they understood it so profoundly because their whole culture had been turned upside down by the Roman culture. Yes. So they clearly understood what he was saying, that this is a shift in culture. This is going to change everything everything. And even though it didn't look like what they thought it was going to look like, that he was going to be coronated or crowned as a ruler or a, a king, political, that's uh, right. it was going to be a political revival, that's basically. Right. They understood that the change was here. But now what we've realized is that uh, this concept is bring, being, being reformed. It's, there's a reformation yes, taking place. Reformation. And the pandemic accelerated this to realize, wait a minute, there's got to be something that God's saying and doing differently, and we believe this is the message. That's why we came up with this workbook, because we know if you find your identity, you get aligned with kingdom purposes and yes. receive the empowerment, empowerment of the idea we're talking about today, which is God wants to use you right in your home with your family, your wife, your husband, your children. That is your ecclesia. That is actually your church. That is the place where God meets you and meets with you. The very first church, ecclesia on the earth, was a family, Adam and Eve and their family in the garden. And so it's a almost a recommissioning to that fact, yes. to realize your home is an, has a portal or an access to heaven to bring heaven's culture into your home. Your workplace is a place where you take Christ with you to work in the kingdoms of the principle and the way you work and the paradigm that you labor under is a kingdom paradigm, not trying to get people to go to church, but bringing church to the workplace. And so we're seeing amazing, the, the guys that are helping us today with the podcast, they, you know, both worked in church, but now they have their own media company. They've taken their own gifts and talents and they're in business, in culture, 
as kingdom agents. Yes. And so they're they're meeting people and getting exposed to companies and corporations and businesses in the media realm that would have never ever seen anybody from the kingdom if they had not taken steps to move into that. So we're seeing everybody make a paradigm shift and begin to move into, oh, wait a minute, it's not about just going to church, even though that's, I love it, right? I love to come to church and worship, but that's not, that's not the end. That's right. That's just the beginning. It's not just saying a prayer one time and then it's over. You, you entered into a covenantal relationship with Christ when you said yes. And when he came to live inside of you, you now have a mandate. You're the body of Christ. You are his mouth. You are his hands. You are his feet in the earth. And so everywhere that you go, Jesus goes with you. And you need to let people see him. One of the, this is a, a little aside, early in my Christian walk, I really didn't know a thing. Thing about being in church and you know people are people they're human beings and the Lord spoke to me so clearly he said I am with everyone that you meet sometimes you just have to look a little deeper to mm. see me and that radically impacted my life every person on the earth already has Jesus on the inside of them, whether they know it or not. And just because they're not manifesting his character and principles and behaving the way that we think that they should, that doesn't mean that just because they haven't said yes through one prayer that Jesus is not on the inside of Boy, them. Well, that is so good. It and, is and he so sends true. Us, and he sends us with power. And he so back does. to the word empowerment, you can join a church right. and have no, and, that, and, and with, that's powerless. You may be powerless and the church could be powerless because there is no supernatural encounter needed for that. But to be part of the ecclesia, the kingdom you of heaven, empowered. the kingdom of God, you have to be born again, the That's Bible says, right. or born from above, which is an encounter with God that gives you power. Acts 1.8 says you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And that power was never given to us to hold inside four walls of a building. It was empowering us to go out and live the life of Christ in front of the world, letting them see our good works and glorify our Father. And so I just jotted down earlier today, you know, about the about power words. Romans 6 says, you sin will no longer have power over you, but you will have dominion over that. Yes. So sin, after you're born again, has no more power. Luke 10, 19, it says, Behold, I've given you power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by me means harm you. You have power to tread on serpents and scorpions. You have literally power over authority, over demon power. So yes. when you go to work, when you at home, when you're at home, when you're at school, you have authority to shift the spiritual atmosphere because you have the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Uh, Matthew 10 says, I give you authority over sickness and disease, that you have the authority to, even in the culture of the world, to pray for people and see infirmities broken off their life. We have power to get wealth. Deuteronomy yes. 8.18, behold, it is God who gives you power to get wealth. Uh, power in prayer, you mentioned the other day, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous yes. man makes much power available. available. Matthew 16, power to bind and loose. All of this has been given to us by the Holy Spirit to be the ecclesia. And it, but it comes in very practical ways. Yesterday, Bev and I uh, had the opportunity, a sweet couple took us out to lunch uh, here from the church after service. And uh, the gentleman, after we you know, finished up the meal, the waitress was very was kind to us. So and he, you know, I'm, I'm, I am his precious. pastor. And he, he looked in his wallet and pulled out a, 
a sizable amount of money and gave it to this waitress and said, I just want my pastor to see that I listen to what he preaches because he says we're to bless. And so he's just gave her that, yes. you know, and blessed her. And my goodness, tears started running down her face and she was just overwhelmed was. because somebody had released a blessing to her. Oh, he prayed for, over the money and everything. Yeah. He prayed and, for her, prayed for her family. And you saw an expression of power, right? Yes. It was empowering to her. It was empowering to be a blessing. And so you begin to see, uh, you know, the actions of kingdom-minded, kingdom-hearted people realizing, wait a minute, I'm sent to culture to be a blessing. And when you bless people and you release your peace, it has the power to break any curse it that does. it's work that is at work on their life. And so we're feel like part of our mission in these days is to ignite this spirit within believers. We, we Chuck Pierce calls it igniting the yes. triumphant reserve uh, to literally take the message of the kingdom and go into all the world uh, and preach the gospel. Or Roberts just said it so powerfully because when we think going to all the world, we think, you know, you got to go to the mission Africa, field. Indonesia, right. India, you know, all the places that we love. But uh, or Roberts said it should be said go into every man's world. Yes. And so when we go into the media world, the business world, the education world, the restaurant world, whatever world we're in, we're there as transformational agents. You say it so powerfully, Bev, as Ed taught us about 24-7. 24, 24 hour a day, seven day of the week, mobile arcs of the covenant. And you carry the glory of God, the kabod, the glory, the ruha breath of God everywhere that you go. That's what indwells you. And that power is on the inside of you. When you release it, as I said, people either receive or they don't. That That's not really up to you. That's between them and the Lord. All you do is release your peace and they either receive it or they don't. And I love that aspect of God. I think in this time that we need to really pray and ask God during this reset, don't miss this process, because I really believe God's speaking to us as individuals saying, okay, I want you to live like this now because everything has changed. I want you to be kingdom agents. There's actually five paradigms that we learned uh, Bev, I, I don't know if you have them there, but I, I might have them by memory. There's five paradigms that we talk about in, in the transformational process. Can you let us sure. know what those are? Nations are to be discipled, not just people. That's Matthew 28, 19. The marketplace is redeemed. Jesus' followers must reclaim it, Luke 19, 10. He came to seek that, that which, which was, was lost, lost not, not those, those who were lost. lost. Correct. Your work is worship. Every believer is a minister, Colossians 3, 23. Jesus builds the church. We have been given the keys, Matthew 16, 18, and 19. Systemic poverty is to be eliminated, Luke 4, 18. And boy, if we have ever taken anything seriously, yes. it is these five paradigms. This, in one nutshell, describes everything that we believe that the Lord spoke to us. Yes. Every single thing from the very beginning when we were first called into ministry, it's right here in these five sentences. It's so very powerful. And, and, you know, a paradigm is a, just simply a different lens. It's not something that wasn't there already. Right. It's just you're able to see it. And so we're hoping, like us, you're having this aha moment of, oh, my God, you know, this the church is different than I thought it was supposed to be. It's not just a place I attend or a place I go. It's actually who I am. So we're really praying that you get this transformation uh, workbook and that you not only experience it in your sphere of influence and your own personal transformation, but you become an agent of transformation. Yes. That is what 
the bottom, bottom line. We want you to be an agent of transformation. We want to ignite you to be an agent of change. As God has created you and designed you to be. And so what we're finding is after you go through this process, the very final chapter, Bev's been speaking about it uh, on several points today about releasing your peace. This is where we we learn from Luke 10 on our assignment. But what's exciting, we address the concept of how powerful community is and the power of a meal. And so this book is designed for you to gather those in your sphere of influence that need transformation yes. living they're currently living on a low level of transformation vibration yeah like yes. fear doubt unbelief unforgiveness and they could be in the church or out of the church right. there, it doesn't matter but when you begin to share this information and help them find their identity align with the kingdom of heaven receive the empowerment of the holy spirit and find their assignment it's like light bulbs going off yes. it's like the wind of god hitting their sails and it's like the fire igniting the wood in their lives that they begin to move along this powerful transformation path it's only it's only a four-week course designed in our culture to move pretty fast because we live in a fast-paced culture but i promise you if you'll take the concept and just just invite people we ask people at the end of when we're when we're taking them through this experience just put circles around people's names that you know yes, need, you need to experience to transformation experience and transformation. pray for them yes. and they without uh, fail we hear reports the very next day they ran into them in a store or they text them and they knew that that person was their assignment and i'm going to tell you it's powerful when you experience transformation but there's nothing like the feeling when you help somebody else experience That's transformation so, so we really feel like god is empowering the ecclesia in this season to do great exploits and uh, take the kingdom of god to all spheres of influence and so uh We've uh, enjoyed our time. I don't know how long we've been going today, but it's been a blast. Bev, would you pray for us? Pray that people grab hold of this empowerment, grab hold of what the Holy Spirit's saying and doing, and begin to take next steps in this direction. So, Father, we do come into agreement right now, and I'm reminded of Deuteronomy chapter 30. It says, it is not as far away as the mountains. It is not as deep as the ocean, but it is nigh unto your own mouth. Choose life and choose blessings today. So, Father, I pray that everyone within the sound of our voice that has heard this word today of transformation and being ignited as the triumphant reserve, that we can release our peace and that we can see lives change, that we can interact, that we can fellowship, that we can serve one another, Father God, by this transformational agent. Lord, I ask you right now that as we begin to know who we are and begin to walk in our identity, that the enemy cannot steal, kill, or destroy the vision you have for our life because we are aligning with your plan and purpose because we know who we are, we know what we're here to do, and we know where we are Mm. going from here. So, Lord, empower us as your people. Empower us with the power of the Holy Spirit of the living God. And, Lord, align us, empower us, and now give us our assignment that we may fulfill 
everything that you've asked us to do while we are in this realm. Now, Lord, I release this prayer into the atmosphere. I decree and declare that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that those who hear this word, that now, even now as it goes forward, transformation is beginning on a cellular level, that change is beginning to happen, that minds are being opened, eyes are beginning to see, ears are beginning to hear, words are beginning to form according to your plan and your purpose. Now, Father, we ask this according to your will, not only for mine and Kent's life, but for every person within the sound of our voice. Lord, I ask you that you align us and empower us and now give us our assignment that we may be found pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Powerful. Woo! I'm telling you. <laughs> woo! I mean, it's one of those moments. It's just like you're swimming in the Holy Spirit. So I pray that that atmosphere is now being formed around you, that you are hearing clearly what God's assignment is for you as you have come into your identity. You have been aligned and you're being empowered because we're going to talk about assignment next week. So you're going to have Bam. to stay tuned. Nice. Really good. I know you guys have been blessed like we've been blessed uh, spending time with you. Look, here's some next steps. Whatever you're watching this on, whatever channel, you can share it. You can like it. This exponentially gets this word out to others. That's a very small step you can take. It's like, hey, it spoke to me. L let me share it with somebody else. This is very important. Like it, share it so others can get a and hold of it. And make sure and take the assessment. That was my second thing. Oh, my get gosh. I'm just saying it's a QR code. That's oh, lifeoffreedom.site, baby. Dot that's L-I-F-E. No, no. L-I-F-E-O-F-F-R-E-E-D-O-M.site. Oh, my gosh. That's what that is. So here's the thing. Just take the assessment. Third thing, go to Amazon, get you a book, yes. and start you a group. Just take a step. Get some people over for coffee. Get some people over for four weeks. Say, hey, look, I heard these radical people on a podcast told me to get this book, and it was going to bring transformation and ignite yes. us. Start and try it. See what happens. And just start with those in your sphere of influence and watch what God's Word can do as it ignites you in transformation. And stay tuned. We've also prepared a video curriculum to go along with this. Uh, and we'll be making you aware that when that's going to be released and dropped here in the few days, uh, few days, few weeks ahead. So we love you guys. We've had a great time spending time with you. Be empowered as the ecclesia to be that 24-7 mobile Ark of the Covenant, taking the kingdom of God into your spheres of influence. And we bless you in doing that. Till next time, it is for freedom that Christ has made us free. Stand fast and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. We love you guys. Be blessed, and we'll see you next time.